0: Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan and Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast, joined by my co-host Mickey Turner. This is the other voice that you hear. And Tim Foss, of course, Ari Lillian Wall. This has been an extremely weird podcast. Getting dragged all day. Just the bottom line is they they don't have an
1: answer to that. There's a reason they got signed to first team contracts.
0: And if you're not going to give them respect for that, then have fun losing again next Very year. Very special guest Brian Spencer. head coach. Seattle Sounders, you know who he is. Brian, how are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to Sounder at Heart. I am Jeremiah Oshan, joined by Tim Foss and special guest, Josh Atencio of the Seattle Sounders. You are kind of the the guy of the week this week. Uh, we went from not really seeing you play at all to all of a sudden you get your first start. You play ninety minutes, and you're you're mentioned all over our website. But you're also all over MLS Soccer. What is this? Has this week been kind of a trip for you?
2: Um, it's been it's been great. You know, uh, this the start was obviously great. The game was. Awesome statement to make uh, in the first game, a 4-0 win. Um, I thought the team looked very good. Um, you know, I don't try to look at all the media stuff too much. I kind of try to stay away from that and just focus on the soccer as much as I can. So um haven't been reading or any of all that. You know, sometimes my parents come in and they mention something here or there. But, you know, I'm just focused on the training and focused for this Saturday. So.
0: Well, you mentioned your parents. Are you what's are you living at home? Are you on your own? What's your what's your your situation?
2: Um, I am with my parents. So I live um in Bellevue still with my parents and then my younger brother, my older brother moved out um a couple months ago. So yeah, the four of us just here in Bellevue.
1: As long as you can get that free rent, I think you just have to ride that out for sure
2: that's what i'm saying yeah and they they won't let me move out i i bring it up and they're like <laughs> what are you doing you're stupid stay here
1: <laughs> free rent home cooking i mean it's tough to beat for sure uh,
2: yeah not much more you could ask for honestly
0: <laughs> so um you know the, we're, we're down this path we may as well take it uh you know you, you're listed as Be- as being from bellevue Uh, But it's always interesting to know, especially because the Sounders Academy brings kids from all over, not just the state, but really all over, all over the place. Uh, Are you, are you actually a Bellevue kid? What's your, tell us about your background a little bit.
2: Um, Yeah. So I've been in Bellevue probably, probably 10 or 11 years now. Um, Spent the bulk of my childhood. um, uh, Earlier in my life, I lived down in Maple Valley, which is, maybe 40 minutes south of here, but um, I ended up playing for Crossfire as like a youth player from when I was like eight to 14. And um, it was too far of a commute from Maple Valley up to Redmond where we had trained. So I was having to get pulled out of school at like, man, like second grade, you know, early in the day to beat traffic to come up to Redmond. So we we moved closer. Both my brothers played for Crossfire too. So it was just a lot easier to get to and from training and yeah, living up here. So uh, I've been up here, went to high school at uh, Newport high school for a year and a half before I transitioned to the Sounders um, online program and then graduated from there. Yeah.
0: And so has it been kind of a a trip living that, kinda of like I don't know, I guess you, you didn't really become a, a pro until after maybe you l you, you joined the the Sounders online school. But is that a weird balance that you think that that, that you have some classmates or, or teammates that have had to kind of balance that where you're you're a high school student but you're a professional soccer player.
2: Oh yeah for sure. Um there's there's some social life sacrifices you have to make I'd say with um I mean, playing in the academy, you travel every other week for away games. Um, you know, you're you're missing like high school parties, and you know, I don't think I went to I, I went to one high school dance maybe in the four years. Like, you miss a lot, but I mean, if I had to do it over again, I would do it over and over again. You know, there's I would way rather be on the road playing against uh, these other teams and having these experiences than you know doing those things. So.
1: It's interesting how much that's just become the norm in the league at this point that homegrown players and Academy players making that jump is so much more common and happens at so much younger of an age. I feel like there was a while where there were a few stories every year where it was like, so-and-so played in a soccer game instead of going to his senior prom. And now that just <laughs> is like, yeah, that's his job. He went to work.
2: mhm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's been kind of the norm as I've come up, though. You know, I got into the academy, and the year I got here, Asriel had signed with Tacoma. Um, and then that was kind of like the first young guy who had signed a pro. Um, and then there was just a a list of guys that signed after him. So, you know, to see other people do it, Kind of normalizes a little bit and you know makes it seem more realistic you you bring up Azriel and you have this whole kind of
0: cohort of of players that are around your age who the sounders started signing at at you know to t- teenagers who they signed to the defiance or even to the first team. Uh, what is the relationship like with all with that group of guys the the players that you kind of came up with that have been very successful at the academy level and and
2: getting into the youth national team um we are we're very close uh, most of us i'd say if not all of us um you know we we spend so much time together and you know how i i, I talked about um the experiences on the road and with the academy and stuff like that And we've had i mean so many trips we were just you know they're your roommates and they're your teammates and you have these intense moments on the field you know we want to national championship, we won generation Adidas Cup. And, you know, experiences like that really bring a group of guys together. And you never really, you never really lose that bond. Um and then, you know, we all sign pro around the same time and we have these seasons where with a bunch of ups and downs, you know, um, and you kind of have to bond together. So yeah, we're we're pretty close. I mean, after the game on Saturday, um, or Friday, sorry against Minnesota. Um, I went in to watch Tacoma Defiance had a scrimmage with uh, some of the first team guys. Um, And, you know, after the game, I went and told them good job and stuff. And they came up and they were all hugging me and they were all super happy for me. So, yeah.
1: Does that relationship between all of you guys, has that sort of made, I guess, the transition as you go up each level any easier knowing that like, okay, you're playing with the first team, but you're still, you know, you go to training and it's still with Danny Leva and Ethan and Alfonso, like these guys that you've played with and known for years at this point.
2: A 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you jump up, when you, when you progress a little bit, you know, and you get called in to train with the first team, it's uh, kind of like, an unknown beast, you know, it's a, it's a little scary, um, a little uncomfortable, but to have these guys do it with you, you know, and do it with them, it makes the whole situation a lot more comfortable. Yeah.
0: So last year was a, was a weird year for a lot of reasons, but not the least of which was from a professional soccer standpoint, you know, you were with the first team all year, you normally in a normal year you probably would have been training with the first team but playing at the defiance but because of covid you can make those regular moves what was last year like for you where you would go to training every day and and i i mean you played 17 18 minutes with the first team last year um how how do you keep that from becoming
2: sort of a lost year of development oh man it was the complete opposite honestly um it was – I feel like I developed so much last year. Um, just being in – just being in this environment day-to-day, you know, um, getting to train with all these guys, you know, they're at such a high level all the time. And seeing – being in the locker rooms with them, you know, even games when, you know, I, I don't play just to be able to suit up and be in the locker room and see what the atmosphere is like pre-game, you know. Um in the training locker room, you know, trying to learn what it means to be a pro, you know, and these guys, these guys are doing it and they've been doing it for years and they're great role models. So, you know, I, I learned a lot last year. Um, I felt like I grew a lot as a professional, as a player. Um, Yeah.
0: I mean, does it, does that in some ways, do you think you were maybe even more prepared for friday than you may have been otherwise or is that maybe overstepping
2: what you got out of last year (laughs) um no that's not overstepping at all uh you know to to be able to see um the games up close you know to be able to suit up for these games be on the bench watch these guys play and you know get a little taste of it here and there i think prepared me better than anything could have so, all right, along those lines, when did you
0: find out that you were probably going to be starting on Friday? And what goes through your mind when you see your name on that team sheet?
2: I probably found out, um, I don't know, maybe maybe a couple of days before to a week before. Um, you know, you never, you never really know until they tell you the day before, like, here's the lineup you know, so it's, it's all up in the air, but um, as soon as I see the opportunity, you know, I kind of have to switch my mindset a little bit and to think that, you know, maybe, maybe I'll get a chance this Friday, maybe um, I'll get my first start. So yeah, it was, it was exciting. Um, It made my preparation, you know, that much, that much better to like switch on early and try to fight for that starting spot, you know, when the opportunity came. Uh, Yeah.
1: I think on our side of things as like a media perspective, a lot of, you know, with the assumption that you were going to be starting a lot of the conversation ahead of that game was sort of looking at, Oh, Josh is going to be going up against Reynoso. And this is going to be this, really interesting battle to watch and is that something that you are focusing on at all or is it really just about like these are your responsibilities this is your role and sort of focusing on what your job is going to be in that game
2: it's definitely both definitely both you know um we we always try to play how we want to play you know and not let the opponent dictate what we do but it's also pretty important to know who you're playing against and know what their strengths are and you know know what their weaknesses are and see if you can take advantage or try to stop some of their actions before they happen. So um, I definitely looked into I mean Reynoso and all of Minnesota's midfield especially. Um, you know he's left footed player so try to keep him off of his left foot as much as you can but you know guys like that you can't you can't stop for, for a whole 90 minutes, you know, you you can try your best, but they're going to, they're going to have some moments of um, some special moments, you know, but yeah, I definitely felt like um, I had done everything that I could have done to prepare to play against that team. Yeah.
0: When you look back on the film, is there anything that you were particularly proud of or moments where you're like, ah, if I had just done this slightly differently, I would have had, x happen
2: (laughs) yeah i i mean no game no game's perfect um and you know no game's completely awful too um so there were definitely some moments where i thought i had done a good job and then there were some moments um, particularly in the first half where um you know i was a little bummed out thought that i could have done better in some spots but you know you learn from you learn from both you learn from the good moments you have you know you try to keep doing it and you learn from the mistakes
0: were you lobbying anyone to get an assist on freddie's goal a secondary assist (laughs) is that a real stat i yeah there's yeah there's there's secondary assists
2: (laughs) (laughs) not
1: every league tracks them but Uh, mls does for the most part yeah okay
2: I thought that was a hockey thing, so I, I always call it a hockey assist. Well, that's sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you 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 didn't you weren't in anyone's ear saying,
0: I need an assist on this play then. Is that what you're telling
2: No. I, what would the stipulations for that be? Like just uh, you if it, you pass to the person who gets the assist? Yeah. I
0: mean, I guess the, technically it's supposed to be like you contributed to the attacking. I think it's like your pass immediately led to you know like the okay the completed pass so I I suppose the argument against it is that Alex had to take a couple touches before putting in the assist but clearly your
2: switch opened up the play (laughs) yeah I think that's fair I didn't I I didn't actually think about that but (laughs) I guess that's fair yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know the the stat doesn't mean as much to me as the goal does so
0: (laughs) that's probably the right answer (laughs) <clears throat> um,
1: I I think it's been interesting. There's been a lot of, I think, reasonably comparisons between the game that you played on Friday and sort of the general game of Gustav Svensson, that it was, I think Jeremiah referred to it as an impressive Gustavs Svensson impression, basically. But uh I was sort of looking around on Twitter and I found a thread that Joe Mondello had put together after your first pro appearance with I guess S2 at the time that he just collected a lot of your best moments from that game. And it was really cool to watch and see like, Oh, that's like, that's almost an exact same pass that Josh did against Minnesota or like, that's him reading play and dribbling out of pressure um, is, I guess one, it's cool to see that that sort of like those hallmarks of your game seemingly have been there for years at this point but is is it a conscious thing for you to sort of model your game after particular players or are there certain aspects of playing in the way that you do that appeal to you
2: definitely both yeah um you know everyone has different things that they're good at um and it's important to keep doing the things that make you who you are Um, But, you know, again, being in this training environment for the last couple of years, you know, getting to play with Gustav every single day in training, getting to play with Paulo every single day in training, getting to play with, you know, all these great defensive midfielders who have long careers at a very high level. You know, you definitely try to absorb – different parts of their game you know you um, I, I get to see them every day and I try to pick up what I think they're doing that's you know makes them a great player and try to add those things to my game while you know keep, keeping what makes me who I am
0: well that seems like probably a really good place to call this Josh thank you so much for taking the time uh, it's been a it was a joy getting to watch your your game. And we, I'm really looking forward to to seeing what else you can do uh, this year and and beyond.
2: Thank you so much, guys.
0: All right, we'll see you uh, next time. Yep. Sounder Heart Podcast.
2: Later, guys.